find our passage and our text there tonight in the book of Genesis. Yes, sir. Genesis chapter number 16 tonight. And uh, we were able to read this last week. We weren't able to preach this. Uh, he gave you the outline, and um, we were able to read it at least. And now I'm going to try to preach it and uh, see where the Lord would take us. And uh, um, we'll just see. Since we read it last week, could we just. Uh, we understand the gist of it. We understand what's taking place here. And Sarah has, I mean, Abraham had hearkened unto Sarah. And um, he had um, given, Sarah gave Hagar to Abraham. And Abraham, of course, um, they were, they bore a child together. And um, to, we know him as Ishmael. And Ishmael was born, and, uh, and then um, simply the simple fact is, that, well, he wasn't even born yet, but the simple fact is Sarah got mad at Hagar. And um, I don't know what it was about exactly, um, but the simple fact is is that she got mad at him. I mean, she got mad at her and uh, sent her off, and Hagar ran, and she come to a well. She come to a place, and... And um, there at that place, this is what the Bible says. Let's read in verse 7. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence camest thou? Whither wilt thou go? She said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. His, head, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. She called the name of the, play, the Lord, of the Lord that spake unto her. See that? See that big letters there, Lord. That's what I'm talking about. It tells us who that is, Jehovah God. And uh, that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Bilahoroi. Because, behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bare Abram a son, and Abram called his name his son's name, uh, which Hagar bare Ishmael. We know that. And so, so therefore, um, it, it, we, we read there, and we read up to verse number 14 last week. And verse number 13, the Bible says, And she called the name of the Lord that spake in her, Thou God seest me. Thou God seest me. And um, that's where we got our text last week. And that's how we're going to lay it out this week too. Lord, bless the preaching. Bless um, everything, Lord, that's said here this evening. Pray it bring honor and glory to you. And I pray God it brings some help to us. We need some help tonight. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. A few weeks ago we started the title. I'm um, the series entitled, uh, Look, There's Jesus. Look, There's Jesus. And, 
And we preached out of Genesis chapter number 3, and we preached on the thought, there's Jesus as the promised seed. And um, now, the context here in the passage in which we have before us, here is Hagar, and she's the handmaid of Sarah, and um, which is Abraham's wife, and she is alone, and she's frightened, and uh, sure that God is nowhere to be found, it seems to be like. Yet in her trial, God knew exactly what she needed, amen, and... Um, and God knew exactly where she was, and, and I'm thankful for that. And he saw every move that she made, and he came to her to comfort her and to give her uh, an ounce of hope. And, uh, and, you know, I do believe God can see us all, don't you? And, and, and if not, he wouldn't be God. Uh, we can't put him in our time box. We can't put him in anything like that. Um, but he's, he wouldn't be God if he didn't know everything. I mean, it's just as simple as that. And I believe uh, the Lord is well aware of what's going on in our lives today. Every single situation that we face, whether it be a hard time, whether it be an easy time, God understands it. And here the Lord's showing up in the middle of Hagar's mess, and it seems she stood um, in amazement as she found that the Lord was watching her. I would be amazed if I could see him visually and he come to me and said, I'm watching you. But the fact is, is that he can see us and he does come to us. We just may not see him visibly. And he might send something in some type of way. Uh, um, but, but it seems she was amazed that God cared about her. And, you know, I'm amazed God cares about me. Amen. And, you know, she named the well uh, Belir Horoi, uh, which means the well of the living God that seeth me. And there she is. And, I, and I, I, you know, every person in this room... Um, knows the same God that I know and the same God that Hagar's talking about there. Uh, and can I tell you, he, he's got his eye on you. Amen. He's got his eye on you. And, I, you know, um, so I'm going to preach out that simple thought, that God sees me. And I'm going to preach not just as I preached on two weeks ago. I preached on the promised seed. Um, but this week I'm going to preach on the permanent seer. So there's Jesus as the permanent seer. Amen. I'm going to try to go through the whole Bible or all that the Lord would give us that way. And um, try to keep it in the P and the S and see if the Lord will allow us to do it. I don't know if it ever happened. Um, but if it don't, that's okay too. But I know one thing that's coming. The Lord already gave it to me. And one day, uh, he's the provider of salvation. Amen. And that is, that's going to come one day. And so, but right now, we're on the permanent seer. God help me not to get too far ahead. There's Jesus as the permanent seer. Three points. I'll be out of the way. Number one, I want you to notice the confidence that comes with his sight. The confidence that comes with his sight. Uh, so ha- this is how he saw Hagar here and how his sight works also to us. Uh, the confidence. You and I can carry around confidence day by day knowing uh, that we got a God in heaven who sees our every move. Uh, who sees us and he sees me in particular. Uh, and matter of fact, we can have confidence in everything when it comes to the Lord. Uh, because he displays uh, that in many ways to you and I. You know, he displays it in his person. He displays it in his person. That's who he is, right? And so he can take everything in one single glance. Now, now you imagine that. I mean, taking the beginning and the end at the same time and looking down and seeing every bit of it at one single time and one single glance. Just imagine it. I can just imagine it, and it's, it's unfathomable to me. But that makes him foreknowing, and it, and it is in him. It is him. That's how he is. He is is God and he can see all things at one time uh, and I'm so glad uh, that he displays that to me in his person uh, uh, you know and I can have confidence in him because of that because he knows what's coming tomorrow 
Bible says, take no thought on, on, on tomorrow, but let tomorrow take thought on itself. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, friend. He displays it in his person. Uh, he displays it in his presence. Uh, not only who he is, but where he is. Uh, now, he does not see us from afar off. But you believe that he's ever near us every day? Uh, I believe, beholding all that we do, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 15 uh, and verse number 3, uh, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Uh, it is in every place. Every eye, every place there is upon this earth uh, the eyes of the Lord are uh, we would find it in Psalms 23 if we were to look in Psalms 23 uh, we would find it that God is in you in you, uh, as in if you're saved he's around you he's before you he's behind you uh, he's beneath you and he's above you uh, and within you uh, we cannot escape the Lord no matter what the Bible says uh, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want uh, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Uh, he uh, I, I can't remember all the verses uh, but I'm telling you the truth is He's beneath us. He's above us. He's beside us. Uh, he's in front of us and He's behind us. We got a God uh, who is ever present to us. Who where He is. Uh, he uh, displays it in His presence. Uh, he displays it in His power. Not only who He is, where He is, uh, but what He does. Uh, how about that? There is no disconnection when it comes to the Lord uh, and His creation. Uh, he sees uh, the sparrow that falls to the earth. Uh, don't you think He cares about you and I this evening? You know, He knows the very numbers uh, of hair upon our head. He knows that I have zero. Uh, he knows that you have plenty. Uh, and I'm telling you the truth uh, just look around uh, the Lord is involved in his creation yeah, man, He gives life and He takes away life. Amen. Yeah, that's just who He is. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 17, uh, the Bible tells us, Therefore doth my Father love me, uh, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. Uh, verse number 18, the Bible says, No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. Uh, I have power to lay it down, uh, and I have power to take it back up. Uh, this commandment have I received uh, of my Father, the Father in heaven, Heaven gave him the power to do it. Uh, and the same power that was in Jesus Christ uh, as a fleshly babe uh, and as a man uh, is the same power that's in the child of God this evening. Uh, when I need him to come through in my life, uh, I can trust him uh, that he has the power to do it. Uh, you know, uh, that's why we can't worship the gods of this world. Uh, that's why we can't worship any of that. Uh, we can't have confidence in them. Uh, I need a God that I can lean on. I need a God I can rest in. I can count on and won't melt when the, when the fire gets too hot. Amen. Amen. Amen, friend. The confidence. We can have confidence in this God because He has the sight. And we can have confidence in His sight. Secondly, I want you to notice the consequences that comes with His sight. Now, Hagar was in her mess. And she said, Oh, why, oh thou God seest me. Now, what does that mean to us? Well, it means that His sight is a personal sight. Right? He said, she said, He seeth me. He seeth me. It's very personal, I'd say. God sees you if there were not another creature in their universe. Now, think about that. Think about the God in heaven sees 
sees you like you ain't like somebody besides you uh, ain't even there. Uh, you're alone to God when you're coming into God. Uh, and you know, can you get your mind around that? I can't get my mind around that. Uh, you know, if I try to see each of you, uh, if I try to look out uh, and see each of you, I'm forced to look at one person at a time. Uh, but I can still see some of y'all in the peripheral vision. Uh, even if I look eyes to eyes to one of you, uh, God can see all things at the same time uh, and still give each person his full attention. That's amazing. That's, um, that's absolutely amazing. You're, you, you are the focus of his undivided attention. You understand that. Uh, you know, and I, I said it last week, and I ain't going to say it, or the week before last, uh, or last week, but I ain't going to say it again. Uh, but remember those five scenes when Jesus only went one time? Uh, there's a personality to that. Uh, he's very personal. Uh, he was personal when he went, said, I must needs go to Samaria. He was personal when he went to Ga- across the Sea of Galilee and went to Gadara. He was personal when he went to the village of Nain. He was personal when he went to Tyre and Sidon. He was personal when he went to Calvary because he wanted to save you and he wanted to save me. But you know he would have saved you and he would have saved me. He said he didn't save us at the same time. He didn't save us at any, but it was very personal and the call of God is personal upon your life. When he looked at John, he didn't say Peter, you come to me. But no, he said, John, come unto me. Pick up your cross and follow me. He said to Peter, pick up that cross and follow me. And that's the thing, is that the call of God is a personal call. And when he's listening to you, his ears are 100% on you. You say, what if somebody else is praying in China? Well, his ears are 100% on them too. Because that's how God works. And he is a personal God to me. His sight is a personal sight. Sight is a precise sight, friend. Uh, the Bible said, It seeth me. Seeth me. Uh, I tell you, when God sees you, He does not just see what you're wearing. Uh, he does not see where you're going uh, or where you're at or the expression on your face. Uh, at that time, He sees you entirely. He sees you completely uh, within and without at the very same time. Uh, that's how God works. Uh, he knows every thought. He knows every imagination. Uh, and this can be a great thing, uh, but it can also be a consequence. It can also be a consequence. I know who I am, but I'm very thankful that when He sees me, He sees the blood of Jesus. Amen. He sees the blood of Jesus. His sight is a precise sight. Thirdly, His sight is a persistent sight. The Bible said, seest to me. Now, if you were to notice anything about the King James Bible, that word seest is a present tense verb. That means every time you read it, guess what? He's still gonna see you. Hey Amen, friend. I'm thankful for the I'm thankful for the King James Bible, aren't you? Because you know, if it weren't the King James Bible, it wouldn't say see us. It wouldn't have that ST on the end of it. Uh, it the, thy Lord sees me. Uh, well, that could be past tense, couldn't it? It could be present tense. Uh, it could also be future tense. Uh, anyways, but this word see us can only be present tense. Uh, every time I look at this word uh, in verse number 13, uh, thou God seest me. 
it's still going to be that He sees me at this present time. Friend, God sees and He always sees. And we watch ourselves when others are around. But when the eyes of men are nowhere around, we tend to let our guard down. That's just how we work. But let me just remind you that when all others are gone, when everybody else is not around you, and when the door is closed, and when darkness has come upon your life, friend, I tell you, we think we're all alone, but the eyes of the Almighty God sees it all, friend. Can any hide himself in his secret place? The eyes shall not see him, saith the Lord. Do not I feel heaven and earth, saith the Lord. Jeremiah tells us that. And he sees when no one else sees. There's consequences in his sight. There's consequences in his sight, friend. There's confidence in his sight. Thirdly and lastly, there's comfort that comes with his sight. Now she says, Thou God seest me. Oftentimes, friend, uh, we, can't, we can't get an ease uh, thinking about the Lord, uh, thinking about how He's able to see all that we do at all times. Uh, and there ain't much ease to that a lot of times. Uh, um, but there's comfort in it, friends. There's comfort in it. Well, let me tell you, uh, the Lord looks on the supplicant. Uh, now the Bible says, uh, as we look up in this passage here, in this passage when Hagar is on the run, uh, and she's in a time of terrible distress uh, and a terrible mess. Uh, yeah, in the midst of her trial, she has a conversation uh, with the Lord, doesn't she? Uh, she has a conversation with Jesus Christ. Uh, and we call this prayer. That's what we call it. That's how I can alliterate this. God sees the supplicant, amen. The supplication, the one that's been sending out a supplication, a prayer is what that is. And I'm glad God hears me when I pray. I am, aren't you? But but I tell you is that there are times when I cannot put my prayers in the Word. What in the world can I do then when I can't put my prayers in any kind of words? The God who sees all things, sees even the thought of my heart that cannot be expressed. He hears the prayers that remains unspoken. He interprets the messages of our tears. Did you know that? I'm going to give you some Bible in a minute. But he reads the unspoken message of the burdened heart. And he does not need for us to frame our prayers in some certain expositor way of words. But friend, he can comprehend the depth of our heart and the depth of our petition because he knows us intimately. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 the Bible says likewise the spirit also uh, helpeth our infirmities uh, the Bible says for we know uh, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself make an intercession for us uh, which groanings uh, which cannot be uttered uh, and that and, and he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God Amen. you know what that means that means if you couldn't talk He'd be your interpreter. That's what he is. Thank God he's our interpreter. Hey, he looks on the supplicant, friend. Uh, third, secondly, he looks upon the sufferer. He looks upon the sufferer. In these verses we had, uh, Hagar is suffering. Uh, she is. We agree on that, right? Uh, she has been rejected. She's been abused. Uh, and she is hated at this time. Uh, she's all alone. She's on the run. Her heart is broke. Uh, yeah, and she does not know what to do. Uh, and in her pain here, uh, in her pain, she encounters the God who sees uh, 
thank God for that. And we all agree that no person sees it all all around us today. There are people who suffer. They have pain. They have heartache. They have heartbreak. And that they keep well hidden from those that are around them. Beloved, I tell you, people around you may not see. They may not understand. But there is a God in heaven who knows it all. There's a God in heaven who knows all about it. He knows where you are today. And He knows what is around the next curve. And since He knows that, He's able to offer you help that nobody else could ever offer, friend. He knows your pain. The Bible says He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll never put us too tempted in anything either. By the way, God doesn't tempt in sin. And He'll never do anything. The Bible says, casting all your cares upon Him, for He careth for you. He cares about you. He's able to give you peace in your valley. He's able to give you peace on top of the mountain. He's able to make you go around the curve and move whatever obstacle it is on the other side. He is able to work in your situation to bring it about to a conclusion because God wants everything to go for your good and His glory. That's the God I serve, friend. He knows what He's doing and He looks on the suffer and care. He looks on the suffer. He looks on the slandered. Now we can look here. Hagar has been slandered. She's a slave and she has been forced by her mistress into a situation that she could not avoid. And now she's forced to bear Sarah's anger. Here she is bearing, bearing her anger and in that place of misunderstanding and slander. She finds help. From a God who sees. Amen. She finds help from a God who sees. Can I just tell you there's no shortage of people who, uh, who, would, who would slander our good names and motives. motives. There's plenty of people out there that do it. Gratefully. They'll do it. They'll do it without. You don't even got to tell them to do it. They'll do it. Amen. Uh, who hasn't been misunderstood? Uh, who hasn't been misrepresented? Uh, who hasn't become the focus of some gossip uh, in the town uh, of the people that's sitting down at McDonald's early in the morning? Uh, who has not become the focus of that? Because I know good and well I have. Uh, but I tell you, who hasn't become the focus of hopeful words? Uh, maybe it's from your family. Maybe it's from your friends. Uh, maybe they're talking about your pastor. Maybe they're talking about you. Uh, maybe they're just talking about your lifestyle. Uh, but we all have. But God sees the truth, friend. And I want to give you some advice. Don't go after them yourself. But let the God who is the judge of heaven and the judge of the earth go after them, friend. I tell you why others might spread the lies. God knows all there is to know about you and the circumstances you're in. And one day, one day, friend, He will set the record straight. No need to fight. Just let God be true and every man a liar. That's what the Bible says. Uh, Live for God, stay the course, and God will allow you uh, to live down those uh, who try to damage your name. I've seen people fall after left, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it in some uh, loving manner. I'm not saying it because I love that they fall. I'm not saying any of that. But I've seen people who have slandered my name uh, fall down to some type of debauchery uh, and live in some type of drunken mess and stupor that they just wanted to do uh, and live however they pleased. Uh, and that's not God's will. God sees. Slandered, and he cares about him. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Lastly, I'm done. He looks on the sinner. He looks on the sinner. We know that by birth, 
Hagar was an Egyptian. We know that. By birth, Hagar was an Egyptian. She was a heathen. She was a pagan. And she was a sinner. Yet the eyes of God was upon her. How about that? The gaze of the Lord was upon her. She ran away, but she could not get away from the gaze of God. And the truth is, if you're lost, or if you're not lost, you've experienced the gaze of God. And I tell you, you may think God doesn't think about you sometimes. And the truth is, He sees all we do. Everything. And He's there when the thought of sin is conceived. And He's there when the deed of sin is carried out. And He's there. Uh, uh, he'll be watching when the sentence of sin takes place some on down the road or whenever that is. Uh, no thing will be hid one day. It's a day coming where there's no place to hide, friend. But however, the best thing a person can do is turn to Jesus. And I'm glad that He saw me as a sinner Loved me enough to send His only begotten Son. And there He was. You know the hardest part of getting saved is? Seeing yourself as wrong. It's not trusting in God. It's not any of those things. But it's seeing yourself as a sinner. Because we are up. We are vaunted up in, in pride oftentimes. But there's a God in heaven. Just as Hagar experienced. That seest me. Seest me. Thank God that he sees all. It may be that Satan or others have been telling you that God is not seeing what you're going through. You know that happens often. It happens to me. And can I just tell you you something to give him a black eye and then just tell you just quick truth, four words. Satan is a liar. That's what he is. That's all he is, is. He's a liar and God sees and God cares. Amen. And God knows exactly what he is doing. And he's the permanent seer. And there's no place in this world. I preached a long time ago, you can't hide from God. Adam, and it was a long time ago. I mean, right when I first started preaching. You can't hide from God. Genesis chapter number 3, Adam and Eve tried to hide from God. They couldn't get away from him. Adam! Where art thou? Sometimes the Lord asks you where you are just because he wants you to know where you are. And it's very important. It's very important to understand. I mean, he asked Hagar. He said, hey, let's see. Sarah's maid. Hagar, Sarah's maid. Whence camest thou? Do you not think God knew where she came from? But there's a reason God asked those questions because he wanted her to tell him where she came from. And he wanted to say, hey, listen, I got what you're doing. I understand, and I'm here for you. Aren't you thankful we got a God who permanently sees things? He's always there for us, and he's always going to be. You can stand to your feet this evening. I'm done. Dear God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, God, for your sight to the Lord and how you work in our life, Lord how you have just been such a good God to us, and Lord, how you've seen the goods and you've seen the bads, you've seen the ins, you've seen the outs. Lord, but in all of that, you've been faithful to us. Lord, I'm glad that you see us out in the, Lord, you see us in the in the middle of the woods, you see us in the middle of the sea, Lord, you see us, Lord, wherever we are, you can see us, and I'm thankful for that, God. You've been so faithful to us. 
Lord, help us, Lord, to, to, to just glorify you in all that we do. Thank you, God, for being so good to us. We'll praise you. We'll thank you for all that you do in Jesus' precious name. Keep us safe on the route home. Amen.